Hello, friends. Welcome back to The Journey with Rhonda and Kalia. We are two good girlfriends just living life and figuring it out together and doing so with all of you as well. If this is your first time here on The Journey, welcome. We are so glad that you're here. And if you're a return visitor and part of our Journey fam, as we like to call you, welcome back. Please connect with us at all times. You can do so on IG, the journey underscore RK, or on Facebook at the journey.rk. And while you're at it, and while you're here listening to this on whatever platform that you enjoy the most, please remember to subscribe so that you can stay connected to us for all of the new great content that we'll be putting out. So before we get started today, we have to, of course, say to our favorite co-host, Kalia. Hello, Kalia. Hello, Rhonda. Good to be here. Yes, always good to be with you. So um, I'm excited about today's episode. We are picking up a little bit, which is a trend for us. We try to keep the conversations flowing and building really more than anything. And we had a great episode the last one. I really, really enjoyed it. And we talked about the soundtrack of our children's lives mm-hmm. and the role that we play in that. And, and we also got into the role that other people play in that as well. Mm-hmm. And so because we talked about that, um, and, and this is actually something that Kalia and I have been talking about in our own personal time for a long, long time. Probably the whole, <laughs> the length of our friendship. Absolutely, the length of our friendship. But I think started to put some words to this more recently and thought coming off of the last episode that uh, this would be a good topic to pick up. And it really it really does build on the last conversation because it made us realize there's so much to consider big things and little things when it comes to parenting. Mm -hmm. And so we have described that just in our our time together as the mental load of motherhood. Mm -hmm. And so we want to get into that today a little bit. And, um, to start us off, we found this quote that I'm, you know, just going to give a caveat. This quote is kind of heavy. It was heavy for me. to see and to read, Um, but I think that it will help to set the tone a bit for the conversation that we want to have around this thing called the mental load of motherhood. And so the quote is from Laurie Frankel, and it goes this way. This is how it always is. You have to make these huge decisions on behalf of your kid, this tiny human whose fate and future is entirely in your hands, who trusts you to know what's good and right, and then to be able to make it happen. You never have enough information. You don't get to see the future. And if you screw up, if you, your incomplete, with your incomplete contradictory information, you make the wrong call, nothing less than your child's entire future and happiness is at stake. It's impossible. It's heartbreaking. It's maddening. But there's no alternative. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Not sure that we, we wanted to start on that note, but um, I think um, in all seriousness, um, there's a lot in this quote. And I would venture to say that Lori 
you know, if we were to ask her, would say that maybe this is how she defines the mental load. Mm-hmm. So why don't you reflect a little bit if you want on, on the quote, but more than that, I would love for you to define the mental load and what does it mean to you? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> reflecting the quote, all I can say is, whoo, my goodness, um, <laughs> because it is right. It's a heavy quote. And while everyone who hears it or even, you know, as, as you were reading it, listening to it, um, while I may not intersect in every emotion that's kind of being revealed in her quote, there's a lot that I do intersect sure. with in the feeling um, of, of what she's writing. And, and yeah, that whew, it, it just, it hits and it hits hard because you do have some of those emotions. Um, as far as how I define the mental load of motherhood, I think it's just that um, it's the invisible work that we carry and that we do, right? This this invisible labor that that just comes with managing family, managing households, like it goes beyond the actual physical stuff that we do. Like that's mm-hmm. a lot too, but it's just the mental weight that we carry to oversee what's happening to, right? So it's it's really continuous work is the way I think of it. Like this continuous mental work that we're doing where we are processing all the decisions that need to be made as as moms and we're anticipating the needs of our household we are processing you know what's going to happen in the moment and then reflecting on well what did happen mm-hmm. just you know yesterday and how did that impact the tone of the house and what happened? How did it happen? Like, could I have done something different or better? And then figuring out how can I improve, right? It's that (laughs) mental gymnastics, like I'm planning ahead for all the things. So what are schedules? What needs to be put together? What is food? What is this? What is that? It's just this, yeah, mental gymnastics. That's this constant consideration of how do we do all the things in a way that really at, at its heart is best for our family. Right. And and what that brings. And and I think um, back to to Lori Frankel's quote, it's impossible. Mm -hmm. And and it's this maddening kind of craze and this weight um, and, and almost sometimes a worry that just lingers in making sure all the things get done and get done well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's. so yes, and uh, yes, and <laughs> so I, I I like that you gave the caveat a bit about not necessarily intersecting on everything that mm-hmm. Lori said. I, I think for the most part, I mean, I, I felt this thing deep when I read it, mm-hmm. but in dissecting it, you know, perhaps not every single component of it is something that I relate to, but I was struck by your, uh, all of the definitions that you provide, they really resonate with me. And I think what is so interesting about it that I think about a lot is that sometimes you feel like there's this, in the same moment, this equal weight almost of the really small things. Mm-hmm. Like, did we, you know, are his t-shirts the right size, yep. right? Do I need to go 
order new t-shirts, something as simple as that. Yep. And then thinking about their future. Exactly. And they don't carry the same weight, but they occupy the same space very often. And I think that's the part of it that is a bit, it just feels maddening. It's a bit insane because you're like, I, why am I thinking about all this? Why am I stressing out about this? Yep. Right now, Uh all at the same time. Uh So I really, I really could appreciate uh, the definition that, that you gave there. (laughs) Sure. And I can relate to it. Yeah. And it's, so I like this idea, right? They do occupy the same space and I, and what, for me, what makes me pause sometimes is the level of urgency that I apply mm. to each of them. And then I'm like, really? Right. The child is not going to college for another, you know, 12 years, 13 years. Like, why, why are we having, but at the same time, the urgency of making sure we are planning and processing is just as urgent as making sure I have socks that fit because he just grew a, a half shoe size, right? And, and it's all in the moment. And there's this crazy weight to it that if you sit back, you're like, okay, yeah, this is ridiculous. Really yes. and truly, like, this is just ridiculous. Yes. Come on, yes. get yourself together, girl. You're being ridiculous <laughs> right now. <laughs> and yes. it talks to kind of prioritizing, right? So tell us, Rhonda, look, you all know, like, Rhonda is my resident expert mom. She's been doing Uh-oh. this thing longer than I have. So I, I take notes and get tips. But I would love for you to uh, just describe for us, like, what does a week look like in your, like, <laughs> mental load, right? What does it look like for you mentally in mommy mode? Oh, Lord. Okay, so um, I think the Journey fam knows by now for our new folks, I have a 14-year-old boy, I have a five-year-old boy, soon to be six. So that's good context, I think, just for the rhythm of the week. So I'll take last week, and I'm you know not going to, to go down daily, but uh, last week was a week where it was sort of a classic work week. There, I don't think, work week and school week. I don't think there were any scheduled days off, so no vacations or, excuse me, there was actually a vacation. No scheduled you know, school days off, teacher work days or what have you. So pretty classic where everything um, was what you would call normal. Um, and so, but at the end of the week, our family was planning for a visit um, that we were doing um, for our oldest child, but we all went together as a family. So the week began with just, you know, normal, getting things together for the week. So Sunday, it's making sure that I'm thinking through not only dinner for the week and of course dinner for Sunday, but trying to think about, okay, what days do I know that it's going to be a little bit hard to cook in the evenings? And so do I even have time to do that today? And just trying to get ahead a little bit, which is a challenge for me, that's an aside, just trying to get ahead of, of just the meal planning But then in that process, it's thinking through their lunches, right? Because they have to, when they're away from us, they have to eat during the day. And one of the kids, the older one, does lunch at school where there's an ordering process because he's pretty flexible and will eat anything. Mm -hmm. 
for the most part. So that works for him and he's 14 and he can do the Google doc himself and submit the form and I pay and that's fine. And my credit card is in the system, Mm -hmm. but the younger one is pickier. So I'm thinking about how to simplify and get lunch for him so that he has lunch. And so again, that's just a small example, but I spend a lot of time thinking about food for this family and what we're going to eat and when we're going to do it. And then the timing of it all, right? So then you get into the practices you have during the week sports and how does that play into the routine of a normal week and who's picking up who and which one of the parents is going to drop and who's communicating that, right? So those are all the things that I'm thinking about just on the baseline of getting people to and from mm-hmm. school mm-hmm. to and from practices. Um, I have a wonderful partner on this parenting journey who we 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 truly are a partnership. But I would say I am um, am I the coach? I'm I'm <laughs> I'm leading the way. I would say calling yeah. the plays. You know, I'm I'm the COO of the house. I'm making sure everybody knows where they need need to be. And he he taps in and engages where we agree that that needs to happen. But it yeah. is the thinking about that throughout the week. So then you layer on. So that's just that's baseline. That's uh-huh. it every week, what it looks like in mommy mode. But then I think you layer on, we were going out of town and it did require both boys to be out of school on Friday, which is not something we normally do, uh-huh. but we decided to do. It was an important reason for us to be going out of town. So that's the, do the teachers know, did you email them? Yep. Did you tell the 14-year-old to make sure that he's communicating with his teachers about his schoolwork? And did you make the hotel reservations? And is the hotel a suite because we have a five-year-old who it's easier for him to sleep on his own because otherwise he's kicking his brother. So That's right. do we have a, a sofa bed in, in the hotel, right? So it's th- these are all the conversations mm-hmm. that are happening in my head. and where I think the load comes in is they don't shut off. It's I'm at work. I'm in the car. I'm preparing for bed. I'm, I'm just doing other things. And I am constantly thinking through are all of the things that need to be done Mm -hmm. to make this thing work smoothly. Um, Sometimes it's not even smoothly just to make it happen are all of those things in place. Um, And then, you know, I would say the last part of that is on top of that, um, and there are a lot more details that I just have left out. Yep. But on top of that, and I think this is whether you're a mother or not, and I think a lot of our listeners probably can relate back to some of the conversations we were having about self-care and trying to prioritize you, part of the load is where am I in all of this? Where is my workout time? Yeah. Where is my time to just like watch my favorite show? Yep. Lord knows I'm trying to finish, start like eight books. Like that's a goal of mine that is so elusive that I, I really, really work on it every year, but it's all of those things because we know that that's important as well. Mm -hmm. And we try, we don't want it to be part of the load, but that's part of it too. And then you start to feel some kind of way 
when those things that you would like to be able to do for yourself have to get sacrificed mm-hmm. in the load of everything else. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, so that's, that's a, real. that's a typical, you know, this is a regular old week. Just a good Rhonda. Well, yeah. And by the way, <laughs> you're doing all of that and you're the COO of an important and major institution. Like, all yeah, we, the girl, we didn't even that we, we didn't even in. talk about that. We didn't even exactly. talk about that because again, that's just like that's all part of it. I think those yes. are the things you almost even take for granted. But you're right. You're right. There are mm-hmm. all these just factors that are part of it that just make it. What did Lori say? It's just impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. And just the you know the, you talk through the week and all the things that have to get done. And that was like, let's just take a look at peek into your last week. Mm-hmm. How much of the thought process for last week was happening last month? And while you're in the doing of last week and thinking about last week, you're also thinking about next month. And so it's this, this overlap in time and consideration of how all the things line up and just keeping it going. And there's something that you said that was super, super important. Like it doesn't turn off. It never shuts mm-hmm. off. And that's the part that um, becomes, in my mind, my thought, like that's the part that becomes just mentally exhausting at times. And, and that's the impossible part. How do you just shut it off so you can let your brain breathe and relax for a minute? Yeah. And the thing is, and I want to be super clear about this for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I I would actually like to be able to say something different about this. I would like to be able to say that I do know how to turn it off. Like I, I I do take pride in, I also want to be clear about this. I, I do take pride in caring for my family. I think that I am equipped and made for, for this. And, Mm -hmm. and, and I know what I bring to it and how much I care about it. And I love uh, having the care for that. I, I really do. At the same time, I'm not trying to win any, you know, medals for having all of this and taking on all of this and not having it be able to turn off. Like that's not, that's not something that I'm jumping up and down about. It yeah. just, it's, I, I think this is just an authentic conversation about what it is. And I would love to, and I think we'll maybe get into this a little bit, love to just talk about strategies to try and manage it because, I mean, I've also, I think, probably shared this in the podcast. I struggle with high blood pressure from time to time Mm -hmm. that I know um, for sure is connected to stress. Mm -hmm. And so that's another part of the load is I'm like thinking about all these things and I'm like, Lord, like legitimately, please don't let my blood pressure be raised. Like, yep. because I, that's a health concern for me that I know is connected to the pace of my life. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I am always thinking about, okay, how can I be more cognizant about managing this load? And so maybe that's a good segue to, to just talk about that a little bit. So maybe talk to us you know, if you have strategies yeah. about how you manage the mental load and connected to the last thing I said, how do you care for yourself 
in that. Yes. Look, you know, I'm a, I love a good strategy. I'm all about figuring out you are, you how are. to <laughs> make this thing work. But before I talk about the strategies, I do yeah. want to just point out to, we, we don't have to go into it here, but I want to point it out for you and I to just continue to think about. And for all of you who are listening, um, I think a part of this whole mental load and, and the way we're talking about it and the reality of how hard it is points to the question of what has our society, particularly us here in the U.S., like the way we have just structured what life looks like, life in excess, beyond excess, yes. beyond excess in so many ways, like what that looks like, how we live into it, this quote unquote dream that we're all pursuing. And then we're pursuing that dream for our children as right. well, how it just plays into this really um, broken system, I would say, of doing parenting and doing life, chasing after something that really, when we sit back, it is impossible. It's completely mm. unattainable, right? And so, and and but we're on this kind of race, this, this, you know, never ending rat race almost to achieve some nebulous thing that's hanging out there. And that contributes Mm. to this mental load and what we think we need to do and how we think we need to show up. Now I say all that, but let me give the caveat. (laughs) I'm still in the race, right? I I understand that I'm aware of that but I'm still in this crazy race and still carrying this mental load um, of motherhood. So I just had to throw that out there. We can chew on that. We can come back and talk about it. All of that. Listen, I, I am chewing on it as, as we speak. I, I mean, yeah, I appreciate you for bringing that up and you've done a really good job when we've had other conversations about reminding us of systems Mm -hmm. and these contexts that we find ourselves in that contribute to the very issue that we're talking about. So, so I appreciate that. And I do think that's a good, that's a good one for us to chew on and maybe come back to and, and maybe engage our listeners on that. Um, and perhaps we'll talk about some strategies to, to counteract that. But, I think that's but, anyways, good. but yes. strategies, how do we, how do we figure this out? Listen, yes. so I'm going to say right now, I don't really know. Like I just try everything. <laughs> it's like throwing spaghetti against the wall. Let's see. Let's see what, what sticks. sticks. Like yep. let's just figure it out. But I have found, so there have been a couple of, um, strategies that I think I've learned along the way to help me care for myself in the way that I process and navigate. One, I'll just say flat out is I try to automate as much as possible. So um, I am huge, like meal planning, what, what happens, how we eat, when we eat, what we eat, that, 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 that falls on me in our household. Um, And a big part is I enjoy, I enjoy food. I do enjoy cooking um, and I enjoy creativity and cooking and all of that, but it's a lot. So What I've done in the last couple of years is really try to become intentional about meal planning. And I've started using an app that just helps me plan Mm. it out. And so it takes a little time. And when I fall out of rhythm, as I often do, it adds a little bit more work to get myself back on task and back on rhythm. But when I'm flowing in a rhythm, I can plan out 
a full month of what our family is actually eating. And the, wow. the, the app itself helps because I can see breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks. Here we go. And when I'm able to, I'm a visual person. So it's visual, it has color coding, it has, it has all the things that sing my name in automating <laughs> processes, right? So it helps me though, because then I can also not feel like I have to recreate the wheel every week. I just right. go back in the app, like what was good? Or if we have a meal and, and we know like everyone from the oldest in the family to the youngest in the family loved what was for dinner, let me click in this app and move this thing on down to, you know, the next couple of weeks, we're going to have this again. And so that has been really helpful in taking some of the thought process out, mm, of, that's good. Um, out of the meal planning and just automating that um, in, in a particular way. And then the other thing that I think has been super helpful, and I think is just a great strategy, a great strategy in motherhood, a great strategy in any type of partnership, whether you are, um, you have a partner in parenting, whether you don't have children and you are married or you're dating, or if you are just working and you have to work yeah. with other people in your professional life, but weekly meetings. And so ours are Sundays. What's the priority for the week? Let's talk about drop-off pickup. Who's doing it? We have a shared calendar in my household, which is the, it's called the TCEM Care. My children is Thomas Christian, Ethan Miles. So that calendar is the TCEM oh, Care this. calendar. Everyone from my husband to my mother, um, we all have it. And so I'll drop onto that calendar. Who's picking up when? Um, I'll drop onto the calendar what activities the kids have and then who's going to pick up the drop off and do all of that. So everyone can open the calendar in the week and you can see where you fall into this rhythm. Life oh. saving. So can you, can you set up a what are my children's initials? Right. <laughs> CL. CL, a CL squared uh, <laughs> calendar because I am in awe right now. Listen, I, it's, it is the best. And it's just Google, it's Google Calendar. Yeah, Look, I'm not so trying to like good. promote Google, but sure, sure. It is, it's a Google Calendar that I just, you share, you give everyone access. And so it helps. Now, this isn't to say that you get out of the work and it isn't to say that the mental load is totally alleviated, but it does help when you plan time and kind of do this part, this automated setup, as you enter into your week, you're not thinking about, oh man, did we decide who's picking up when? Like, no, it's on the calendar and everyone, now here's the other part, everyone on your team has to be an active right. player on the team. You need to see what's going on right. in the calendar. And so, you know, it's great. I've shared before that my mom lives with us. And so there are a couple of days where if I'm teaching late and I know by the time I get home, like I'm not going to have the energy to cook because we use the app and she has the app on her phone as well. She can open it up, see what's for dinner, recipes in there, and she can help out and prepare dinner. And so this automating has really helped um, a lot. And then just the communicating piece. And then the other one, it's a strategy, but it's really more of the self-care tip. And I think I'll turn that to how I care for myself in mm -hmm. all of this is remembering that I'm human. 
Yeah. Period. Period. Full stop. Remembering that I'm human. So at the end of the day, um, trying to carry the full weight of this load is humanly impossible. And balls will get dropped, mistakes will be made, and figuring out how to not take myself so seriously that I am beating myself up for the moments when the balls are dropped. And look, I'm human. I don't feel like cooking. So we're ordering pizza. And I literally just said this past weekend, we're doing pizza night one night a week, just to make life easy. And kids love pizza night, right? So it's a part of like lightning at the end of the week. Let's just all gather around pizza, talk about the week and giving that kind of communal staple that they can look forward to. But also I don't have to think about that. Right. <laughs> at all. So right. um, those are, I think, some of the strategies that have helped me manage this mental load and have helped me slow down a little bit. Um, and, and the care piece is really has just been in the slowing down and the recognizing my humanity, but also getting the members of this team, this family team um, involved and engaged in the process in a way that I don't have to manage it every step of the way. Yeah, no, that's really good. So I am appreciating and cannot wait to, after we record, finish recording this episode and listening back and having this be one that I probably return to because normally, you know, we've, Kalia and I are learning that we are a lot of, a lot alike. Normally I say yes and I can't say yes and to those <laughs> strategies because <laughs> that is not my testimony. <laughs> but I I really do love, I love the idea. We do a semi-weekly meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is all about pickup. And, but I really like the idea. And where I can resonate is I know that for me, it's been proven over and over and over and over again that when I do take the time to handle, so it could be in the way that you're talking about the planning or the way that it works for me, it looks more like when I drop my kids off at school right around eight o'clock, I'm in the office five minutes later, which Mm -hmm. is close to their school. And I take before my first meeting, which is usually in the nine, 9.30 hour, I try and take that time for all of the personal family related things that I need to knock out so that they don't become a continued part of the load for the rest of the week. That's right. And that's the big thing for me is that sometimes the load is um, heavier because there are things you just, you know, you need to get done. Mm-hmm. I know I need to write these thank you notes. So I know that I need to make these doctor's appointments for these kids. Yep. And when it hangs over you, mm-hmm. it just makes everything heavier. Yep. And so that's a pretty, I mean, I think all of us know that and can relate to it. The, the work is in the trying to push yourself to the place of doing something about it yes. with the goal simply of, and maybe this is a way to frame it, 
if for no other reason, it's just to lighten your load. It's Mm -hmm. to make you, to give you space to free up, to do something else. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm, so I really could appreciate the discipline that you put out there as an aspiration. Cause like you said, you don't get it right all of the time, but Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. as something to aspire to, it's really good. Um, I only wanted to add one other thing um, just because we were talking about strategies that I think has been really really, really transformational for me and for my family. And it's connected to what you said about making sure all of the players on your team yeah. are active and they know their role and they know when it's you know time to get into the game, we're going to just carry out this metaphor <laughs> as far <laughs> as we can take it. But um, what's been really interesting is having um, a teenager um, who is a responsible you know, mature teenager. He's still a teenage boy. So there are, he's just 14. So he's Mm -hmm. not an adult, Mm -hmm. but he's part of the team. And it's, um, it is being really honest with the, particularly the adults that you are, um, that are part of your team and whatever, whatever way that looks for you and the configuration for your family, extended family, tribe, Mm -hmm. village, what have you. It's just making sure that people are knowing, um, what you need, um, specifically in a moment, right. And not being, taking off of your load, this idea that you expect them to do the things that you would do. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I like, I really wish that they would see the dishes and want to wash the dishes. Um, Yes. Lower. Right. But like, does it matter that they, that they don't think about that? Like if you set the expectation that okay, so you have to, all the dishes need to be washed every day. And this is my expectation. The dishes get done, right? Mm -hmm. So let's, let's free ourselves up as well about just expecting that people will be able to read our minds and know what will make us feel great and relieved in a moment. And so I've, I've gotten really good about, really good about just communicating. I need this done. Sometimes it's in advance and sometimes it's in a moment, but where I've taken that recently, which I think is also an important part of it. And I feel like my family responds to it is I've been letting them know how something makes me feel. So I've been using, um, and I've joked with you, Kalia, before just over text or if we're talking, Mm -hmm. I've been telling people what triggers me um, recently. So if I... Am you know, maybe doing running around the house, doing a lot of different things for a lot of different people and trying to get things together. And when there are people who could be participating, even the five-year-olds, right, who could be participating and making sure that the house is functioning the way that we all know we want it to be or what we're used to. Yep. I can let them know that that makes me, sometimes it makes me feel like you're taking me for granted or that you don't value something or that you don't care enough or that you don't want to help me. And I don't like the way that that makes me feel. Mm-hmm. I I have used all of those words in that way. And I think it's really I think it helps. And I think it makes, um, one, it increases the communication, but it really makes people understand. Yeah. Like I'm not just fussing to fuss, or if you see me and I'm a, I'm a little bit of an attitude or I'm frustrated, if I start telling you why I am, 
it might actually start to change the behavior a little bit mm-hmm. because you understand it's not just that I'm a nag. Maybe I am. Who knows? <laughs> um, it's not that I just want to be frustrated. Right. It is because these are how these things make me feel. And the last part of it is this is all that I have going on in life. That's and right. it's a lot. That's right. And I need your help. That's right. And I need you to partner with me. So, so anyways, um, I I think we're probably at a point where we want to start wrapping this thing yeah, up. Yeah, we are. I want you, Kalia, to and for new folks to the to the journey fam. We like to wrap up with um, affirmations, prayers, reflections, and so I'm going to invite Kalia to do that for us all around this um, this very big topic <laughs> that we decided once again to 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 take on today so exactly. Kalia, the yes. floor is yours i will uh i'll wrap us up before I, I close us though i want to um bridge into the closing with your final point in in just thinking through your strategies and this communicating how you feel and how It's super important because a big part of this mental load is the invisible work and the invisible stuff that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's in our head and we can never even begin to relieve some of the load if we stay in our head, if it remains invisible. So I think this conversation piece from even with the younger ones. And what we're teaching, this connects to our our last episode of just the soundtrack of our children's lives and ways that we model and how we say things. But even what we're teaching when we communicate that, we are teaching our children in a very healthy way. Number one, it's okay to have all the feels and to be Mm -hmm. triggered in different ways. Like that's natural and it's okay, but it's also necessary to communicate that. And when you communicate, then we can begin to work together as a family, as a team, right? So I think there's so much modeling just in that and what you're doing there that um, I took notes of like, start communicating. Now, don't just communicate what you need people to do, but start communicating how you feel. And I think it's communicating how you feel when things don't happen, but also communicating and celebrating when things do happen. Um, so there's that that positive reinforcement as well. So I just want to put a pin there and say yes, 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 and yes. Um, but we've talked all about this mental load. And so I want to invite us in our closing into just this brief moment to uh, breathe into uh, what are my hopes and prayers for every mom in particular, but everyone who's just carrying some almost seemingly impossible mental load um, in their lives. So I'm going to invite you all to just pause. If you're driving, you can keep driving, keep your eyes open though, and just come with us on this breathing moment. And so pause and just become aware of your own body in this moment. And I'm going to ask you to just take a deep breath in, and exhale, again, inhale, breathing in divine peace, and exhale, releasing all worries. And may your stress and anxiety be taken away. 
May you cast your cares on the Almighty who promises to hold us, to keep us, and even carry us when needed. May you find comfort and strength in your days. May you receive everything you need to be healthy, whole, and unbound by the weight of life's demands. And now take another deep breath in and exhale. Thank you for listening to The Journey with Rhonda and Kalia.